Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to episode 33 of Behind the Backline. My name is Matt Jacoby of Octave Media, and today I am talking with Oliver Ackerman of Death by Audio. Thanks for joining me today, Oliver. Sure, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, like I said before we started, this is uh, like the second or third time we've done video, so I feel like it's a little bit more personable this way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, let's get uh, things rolling and have you start uh, telling us a little bit about who you are and uh, what Death by Audio is. Sure. Yeah. Death by Audio is uh, kind of a lot of things, but it started out as an effects pedal company. And uh, I started that in like 2002, I think, at the time I was living in Virginia and just kind of trying to record a lot of different music and experiment and make a lot of things. Decided to start making some pedals. So kind of did that for a really long time and took on like custom projects, anything anybody wanted built, I would build it and read lots of books, taught myself how to solder and been kind of people got into the pedals and been making more and more crazier pedals ever since. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's, that, that shows. (laughs) So what's kind of your background? Like why did um, pedals spark your interest or what was kind of the, the, that was a, a passion drive when you started? Yeah, I mean, it was really just, you know, to kind of create music, you know, I mean, ever since I kind of started playing music and being in bands, it was like, I just got really into every aspect of it, you know, whether it be like booking shows or recording music and, you know, putting, promoting the shows with posters and whatnot and stuff and everything we could kind of possibly ever do. And one of those important aspects to recording is coming up with the sounds. And so, uh, just from kind of trying to build my own recording gear up to own instruments and all the like effects and stuff that you can use because just kind of so quickly you can sort of change the sound of a guitar or anything by just throwing some pedal in there so kind of really intrigued me and uh yeah got into it awesome awesome looks like one of the uh the social media um celebrities is behind you there Someone, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> uh, so, where do you guys get your uh, your uh, I would say lack of your inspiration? Your uh, the the uh, where do the names come from? I, I mean, everything from total sonic annihilation to fuzz war. I'm going to go with the cats on fuzz war, but <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I always try to like um, uh, come up with something where it like actually describes what is going on. You know, I think that's kind of important rather than it be called like the tuna fish sandwich or something like that. You know, it's actually either describes technically what's happening or what um, you kind of like feel like is happening. So that's where those kind of names come from. They're kind of a combination of like, uh, you know, what it feels like to turn the pedal on, what it actually, I think is so important, you know, like and how the form and stuff follows the function. And so, you know. That kind of makes me worried about playing an apocalypse. Look out. Don't, don't step on the stop switch, man. Whatever you do. <laughs> oh, it's like turning something up to 11, right? It's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, big mistake, man. Yeah, I don't say anybody. <laughs> so you tell yourself to, to solder and everything. Did you ever, did you have any like electronic background of any sort or? Uh, not at all, but I did um, go to school for industrial design. Okay. 
also, uh, you know, kind of like learned about the importance of ergonomics and how to like machines out of metal and uh, how you kind of consider how to, you know, 3D draft something or all of those kinds of that sort of like come into play that don't have anything to do with the electronics and the sound. But, um, you know, when you kind of like solve some of those hurdles, it's going to be like the confidence to be able to dive into something. Yeah. And so does the are the pedals all like one off or do you actually have assembly line for each of the product lines or? Uh, and now it's all like kind of assembly line of just okay. like, you know, we're just scrambling to build as many of these as we possibly can. I mean, they're all handmade and, you know, we're just constantly like putting things up on the board, like, you know, build 20 apocalypses today okay. <laughs> like that, you know, and, and so it's just kind of uh you know, we will build them in batches, basically. Okay. That way, it kind of like you can kind of keep um, an eye on what the what's going on, and sort of as you know things kind of go and progress and change, then you can address those issues or whatever. Yeah. And they're probably a little bit harder to make than the thousands of batches of pins that you guys came up with because those yeah. are the smallest fuzzes. <laughs> I love that photo. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, so, uh, where does like some of your, uh, the, the branding come from for the products? Um, it seems like with the website and everything, it seems like things are a little bit more on the retro side, you know, where does that kind of originate from? I think just kind of, you know, sort of starting to play music and collecting gear and maybe like the nineties, mm-hmm. you know, I fell in love with a lot of that stuff that everybody had kind of like forgotten about. So a lot of, you know, my early pedals and stuff was like the old electro harmonics and stuff from the seventies, as well as like, you know, buying like 16 millimeter, um, you know, uh, film projectors and using the amplifiers as amps and like all that kind of weird, like ham radio amps and stuff. And so <laughs> you know, that just always, I just always romanticized about that gear. Like what is that mysterious box in that junk store? You know, <laughs> like I got to take that home and like take it apart, you know, or something and figure it out. And so that's just the stuff that kind of drew me in and excited me. And, um, you know, I think that, there was a lot of like really kind of cool designers when they were first sort of finding out about musical equipment and these early things where they were sort of taking some kind of unconventional approaches to things and, you know, taking a risk and maybe they would do something that was a little bit funky, but that's like what maybe I really loved about something or was exciting. So to kind of try to replicate some of those sort of exciting, weird, you know, happenings or findings and, you know, that's even the way I kind of go about designing the sound of these things. Like some of that stuff from the 60s and 70s, like had like bad areas of sound or things kind of went in, had weird, strange glitches. But some of that's like the character of that kind of, you know, those tools and those things. And um, having the option to be able to do that is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, your story kind of reminded me of another guy I talked to a couple months ago where um, their prime guitar amp uh, started out as a doorstop in a junk, in a junk store. Like I really want, I don't remember what the piece was, but he's like, I really need that. And then they turned into like their, their top line amps. So I'm like, you don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's totally true. Well, cool. Um, so uh, I had, I have to ask just because you now the company is called death by audio. Have you ever experienced, has anyone ever experienced this phenomenon or. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, man. No, no, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know if anybody actually has. Probably, there's probably some weird government test room somewhere. Okay. 
you know. So what was the inspiration for the for the name of the company? I guess it was just inevitable. I'm gonna freaking <laughs> fall in love with audio and die. You know, so there you go. I guess there you go. It makes it for a really core passion. There. You go. Yeah, there you go. I'm in it to win it. You know. I was I was like expecting you to say something like, "Oh yeah, one of our uh, we lost one of our teammates to, to one of our products." I'm like, yeah, yeah, it used to be called Audio Life, and then uh, Johnny kicked the bucket, so we got to change the name. Yeah. This one's for you, Johnny. Yeah, exactly. oh, poor guy. <laughs> Pretty good at soldering too. Yeah. And <laughs> in, in fact, it's kind of like if you remember the Soiling Green days. Oh yeah. It's, it's, we kind of use parts of Johnny in our products now, and everything. Johnny. Every you know, yeah, gets a little <laughs> bit of something. One drop of blood in the tone nut. That's the secret to the tone. <sighs> I always thought it would be a cool idea to like a terrible idea, but put something like radioactive on a pedal. So it's like, <laughs> as you used it, you were slowly dying. You started to glow. But the pedal's so great sounding, you know, so you really want to use it. But as you use it, you slowly kill yourself. So this sounds like a uh, Simpsons battle. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a Simpsons episode. Uh <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Homer's uh, pedal invention. There you go. <laughs> we call it the Mr. Burns. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. So you've been doing this on your own since 2002. I noticed your timeline said 2002 was when you were born. Is that right? No, it's the death by audio was born. Maybe oh, it's okay. A- okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't go back far enough. <laughs> I came out, man. I had two patch cables and a freaking Les Paul. And I was like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like at the time, you know, you're just kind of doing this for yourself. And I assume like friends and people that you knew were close. Did you ever imagine hitting the lineup of artists that you currently have? I mean, I saw your picture with, uh, um, uh, I forget his name from Slipknot at Tanam and everything. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But to have all these guys on your your artist roster is that just like insane? I mean, really, it's like so many people, um, you know, that grow up listening to their music and have them excited about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's really bizarre, you know, strange. You know, I mean, that stuff just constantly happens all the time and stuff. But, you know, it's just kind of it's weird. But you know, it's like when you if, if anyone you get to meet and get to know, they're all just pretty. You know, they just have to happen to have done some incredible things. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I actually hear that a lot. It's like, oh man, I wonder what that feels like. Everyone's like, everyone's very humble. No one has uh, has band brain or anything. <laughs> um, just for anybody like listening, I had to run, run through some. I ran through your artists, and I was like, okay, the Chili Peppers, U two of Montreal, the Strokes, Slipknot, Arctic Monkeys, Snow Patrol, the Flaming Lips, Nine Inch Nails, Radiohead, Wilco. I mean, these are just some of them are just uh, you know legends in their own right, and uh, for sure. Those are just the ones we know. I don't know, you know. So there's yeah. lots of people who are always like, yeah, you know, I heard about it from whoever. So it's crazy, yeah. And I, I noticed some of your pedals, you know, a lot of your pedals are either named appropriately for some of these groups or have that the appropriate sounds for those groups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, so I think that that kind of draws in a certain type of person. I mean, we make these effects, which, um, you know, because I don't come from an electrical engineering background, it's not like, you know, these come from, you know, uh, even like a math-based background. I love math, you know, and stuff. So it's all kind of coming from someone who is a lover of finding the audio and these crazy sounds. And so 
we've kind of done a lot of things which are really unconventional and kind of produce sounds that nobody in their right mind, if they're working the math out, would ever even do this kind of mm -hmm. thing. And so I feel like uh, it's really in this kind of world all to its own. You know, I mean, there's these other really cool creative people who are doing these interesting things today, um, which uh, are in this other genius sort of like a sort of crazy spectrum of really awesome incredibleness. And we're like in some other just like weird, uh, super messed up noise kind of area and sort of in those parts of the extreme and, um, uh, you know, using components that nobody would use and stuff. So it's kind of, uh, I think that it's good to have that sort of balance. If you want another a, a weird tool like you know we're the only guys who make like the triangle paintbrush or whatever it is or something, you know it's like uh you know this is you know only only place to kind of get that sort of thing so i think for a lot of people if you love to create sounds you love experimenting exploring and everything you know you you know you want to try out what there is and what's available so uh i think it kind of makes sense yeah now uh on that note, do uh, you have a favorite baby? Everyone's got a favorite one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, eh, not really. I mean, I guess I'm just always like really excited about what I'm working on for the future. So okay. the things I'm really excited about, um, you know, haven't come out yet, I guess. And uh, yeah, and I built even like I'm about to go on tour um in a couple of days and like i built this whole like uh like an oscillator which is like multi-effects kind of like unit that i'm bringing with me and i'm super excited about that it's pretty cool awesome that sounds like fun <laughs> so you're talking about uh uh the crazy components that you kind of use towards these or is there any like trade secrets that you can't give up or are there other specific what kind of components are you putting into them uh, it's just more of a matter of really what we think sort of like sounds really good. So some people would say maybe some of these things are like low quality or something. And we might, you know, just for particular elements, you know, um, you know, we just like particularly the way this, you know, thing sounds really crappy. If she, <laughs> someone else can avoid that stuff. Like if we focus on building something that's like, you know, super solid and uses, we even pay way too much for some parts that we feel are really important, you know, like DC jacks or something like that, because, you know, being touring musicians and stuff, we don't want our stuff to break on the road and you want to be able to, you know, have something that's really reliable and someone can, you know, pour a glass of water on or something like that and it can keep on playing. So, uh, you know, uh, or, you know, you can accidentally step on the wrong part of the pedal and it won't break. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's just that sort of, you know, I think that we come from uh, just a place of like, we just want it to sound like in this interesting way for this really cool, interesting idea. So you can express yourself in this particular way or something or, or you know, kind of, you know, you can do all sorts of things with it, but it's not necessarily like, you know, oh, this is maybe the most hi-fi thing. You know, we've experimented with those things. Sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes it's not, you know. But um, I think that, you know, some people maybe wouldn't use some things and maybe there's some reasons and we just don't know what they are. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... Right. Can blow up, you know. <laughs> the radioactive thing. Yeah, the radioactive thing. <laughs> so are all of you, everybody at the company, musician, touring musicians? Uh, no, not everybody, you know, so we've got a range of different people who do lots of different stuff, but, uh, you know, everyone just is like, uh, 
really fun, smart, and into doing stuff, and, you know, easy to get along with and stuff. And there you go. Check those boxes. <laughs> and you guys are all your own best salespeople too, then you're just going around playing these things and probably getting asked about them all the time. And I always tell people to try to buy some other pedals or something. <laughs> you know, you probably don't want this. You know, you'd look better off with whatever Bosch just came out with or something. It's like, we have a very small niche and you're not in it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying to say that. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. So it just, it depends. Depends on what people are looking for. I'll always be completely honest. Like when people have like, um, they want to know a suggestion of, you know, what kind of gear to buy. I'll be more than happy to sling other people's product. Uh, it just depends on what kind of someone wants to do, you know. I think that's more important to, like, to connect musicians to the tools that they need to express themselves in the way that they want. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm not trying to get in the way of someone creating some cool song. That's more important. You really need an apocalypse for this jazz song. That usually doesn't work out. <laughs> you know, seriously. <laughs> Might. I mean, jazz for sure. Apocalypse. That's, <laughs> that's my next album, The Jazz Apocalypse. That's the title on it. It's so good. Look, <laughs> every song is played through the apocalypse, including the drums. And we ran the whole thing through the apocalypse. There you go. Oh, man. You know, I never even thought about running any kind of, because I am a drummer, so I've never thought about running my drums through. Oh, my goodness, dude. It's going to revolutionize your sound. I swear to you. Um, I used to like for years be so into like drum triggers and I would like program, you know, every module you could possibly think of. We even custom made our own triggers and I've bought every trigger under the sun and done all this stuff to always have problems playing live shows places with the triggers. You know, maybe you could get it to work fine to record or something, but no matter what, inevitably because of the room and the monitors and the bouncy stage or whatever it was, you always had missed triggers and it sounded like the drummer was falling down the stairs while they're playing. <laughs> you know, or something. Don't you we want. already? Yeah, you gotta push them downstairs. But the, um, uh, let's join a band, man. No, but, um, uh, but if you just forget all that, and just take a microphone on like a claw or like a, um, you know, one of those bendy stand things, whatever they call it, uh, you know, like that lamp behind you kind of thing, whatever that thing like a Gooseneck? Gooseneck. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, take a microphone on a gooseneck, run it through some pedals, and just even moving that mic from like one spot on the snare to slightly another spot on the snare or something instantly you get all these crazy wicked sounds run it through like a um like a vox ac30 or something like that because you've got the top cut so you can kill the feedback by turning up the tone control and then with distortion pedals delay reverb and stuff it is monstrous it is so dope we do that in our band and i've done it for years and it was just a big eye opener to go from the triggers to the microphone drums and just the amount of expressiveness and what you can control with that. It's sick, dude. Try it out. Wow. I have never considered, you, you always just say effects pedals, guitar pedals, and that, you know, we don't brand them correctly as drum pedals. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. I built a bunch of those drum pedals for specifically for drummers and stuff. And it's really good. Yeah. And I have an electronic kit too. You probably could run it through the, the drum brain and then run it out. Nuts. Yeah. That's so good. Because all those pedals, like especially something like Death by Audio or something, um, you know, they're kind of like a lot more gnarly. Mm-hmm. Than what, just like the distortion knob they're going to give you on the Zoom 
drum you know so it really just is like so cool and expressive where you get like these weird like you know counter sounds as the snares dying down and all this stuff that was never intended to happen with like the distortion knob which is all nice and clean or your boss ds1 or something so it adds all these really incredible like you know extra kinds of like rhythms and stuff that you play with for real in real time and it's just it is awesome yeah, it's cool. God, I got my brain working. Oh, dang yeah, sorry, it. dude. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, I better keep keep that one processing. But anyway. <laughs> so um so you guys went to NAM again this year. Uh anything new exciting to share and new products, new news, uh just kind of there for who knows, probably maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, we just had a really good time. I just love being there with all the other uh, cool creative builders and seeing what everybody else has kind of done. There was like the the Chase Bliss Dark World. That was really dope. They're coming out with the blooper coming up, which is like a looper with uh, the guy who does those knobs videos. Um, it's like a collaboration. I think like the B-Tronics. Did you see that thing where I was like, you could run the pedal. So they had it be where they made this video and they had like the guitar channel for the video of like them playing some video was just sent separate out to this guitar pedal and they brought it back. So while you're watching the video, you can change the guitar tone. Whoa. That was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys like a game changer audio. They were like, they're coming out with this like keyboard that they're making with like DC motors and like spinning light sensors or something. There was a lot of cool stuff and uh, it was pretty cool. That's interesting. Wow. But besides that, we had nothing that new. We, we had the Total Sonic Annihilation 2, which came out at the end of last year, okay. which you run your effects pedals through and just basically destroys all the sounds and makes it, or slightly changes them, changes your distortion to sound like a alien space landing or something. You know? Gotcha. Now that is a drum trigger. <laughs> We're talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> off to other planets or something like that. Oh, man. God. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, you seem to have a lot of um, uh, cat fans. There you go. Yeah. And I'm assuming their favorite pedal was, has, has Fuzz War been named after them? Or was there any inspiration? Uh, Fuzz War was before the cats. But uh, <laughs> um, the... Uh, that is pretty good. I mean, it kind of makes. I mean, you know, you're constantly in a fuzz war. Okay. Cats, you know, always. You have cats, you know, or dogs or something. I, I used to. Have, I used to have a cat, and uh, you know, if you have a new one, it's called like the Hairball Express or something. I That's don't know. Like, with a little cat comb on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> when they rub up against it, it like. There you go. Add uh, W W's or something like that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Can you wrap it with like uh, one of those um, cat tree ropes? Cat post, that's such a good yes. idea. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that would add to the sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your cat wants to play guitar too. Who knows? <laughs> cat joined the band. Pretty cheap addition to the band. <laughs> you know, yeah. Hey, how long has that cat playing piano meme been out for so long? I mean, we really need a new cat instrument, don't we? <laughs> Dude, now we're talking. <laughs> cat playing guitar or drums. Yes. That'd be cool. We've seen enough young kids playing drums. We've seen yeah. Know, any animals would play? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing young kids play drums. That's so cool. 
So um, how long does it take usually for a pedal? Um, when you say we make 20 apocalypses in a day, is it how long does it usually take one to make one of these? Uh, well, there's a kind of a lot of steps to the process. So you can't really necessarily build one pedal in a day. But, okay. You know, because of things like silk screening and stuff. Uh, gotcha. And whatnot. Powder coating, drilling out and all this stuff. But, um, you know, it doesn't take, once all, you kind of have all the parts ready to assemble, takes just maybe a couple hours or something or you know, it depends on the pedal really like uh some pedals have taken so long like that we discontinued this pedal called the ghost delay because it would take like an average between like eight and ten hours just to assemble mm. so it was already like kind of ridiculously priced or very expensive but we were losing money like still like $50 a pedal selling them or something. So it's kind of like, you know, what are we doing? It sounds so good. We got to sell it, but you know, nobody wants to spend $500 for a delay pedal or maybe they do, but uh, you know, they, they shouldn't spend that much, I guess for something like that. But Only if it's a limited edition when you bring it back like once a year. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that kind of stuff changes, but uh you know, we're always even kind of like rebuilding our space and reinventing the way that we do everything. So, uh, you know, those times keep on getting a little bit shorter and shorter, I guess. That's good. Yeah. I suppose I didn't think about that or it's, it's actually costing you guys money depending on how long it takes to make one. And uh, I, I think you're the second or third guitar pedal person I've talked to. And it's like, are they kind of like, oh, everybody's got their own time time frames, but it also depends on if they're making them custom one, one at a time or if they have a team like you guys or... So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you also, you have to do all sorts of other things. Like you test it for a really long time and make sure everything's like totally functioning and it's connected all correctly and all the boards and everything are tested and working right. And, you know, there's not any other random bits floating around in the pedal. And, you know, you've got to like put them in the boxes and wipe them down and all that stuff and communicate with people all day and, you know, all sorts of stuff to kind of just even make that one sort of sale happen and stuff i guess but isn't the one that has stuff floating around like just called a maraca too yeah <laughs> that's the bonus feature yeah not only is this pedal but this push and then shake it <laughs> yeah exactly pretty cool huh? oh the possibilities are endless <laughs> it's a good idea i mean why not make the pedal be maraca as well or something put some like ball bearings in there exactly. <laughs> no you know you know, I feel like I've helped you come up with like three three new yeah. products right now. I, I need to have a name on one of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Come up with the name, whatever you want. Yeah. It can be it. I guarantee it. If we come out with a Maraca pedal, you can do it. Yes. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> Start thinking of names. Start brainstorming. I could probably do that, actually. All right. <laughs> well, cool. Um, so uh, before we uh, sign off, did you want to uh, share the website and your your uh, all your uh, social channels where the cats can be found and everything? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's okay. Okay. Um, I'm sure you can probably Google Death by Audio or deathbyaudio.com or .net or something like that. I'm sure that'll send us our way. You know, maybe you'll see a picture and you can click and we can chat via email or something. <laughs> it sounds like you're not the website guy. <laughs> Oh, I mean, actually, I do almost all the websites, but, um, you know, uh, um, it's still, you know, I, I don't do all of that stuff. Gotcha. So people are doing posts on social media and writing back on some of the stuff, but everybody just writes back as much as you can. You know, we're just 
some people trying to make this stuff happen. Well, you guys have been doing a fantastic job. I didn't even realize until I, I think I looked at the site today or, or um, cause I don't remember if I knew about it last year, but I, I uh, didn't know you've been around for that long already. So it's a, that's a long stretch for there you go. Yeah. You're, doing, you're doing something right. <laughs> I know for some reason people still want the pedal. Or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is, but you know, so. that is the last thing they want from us. And they keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is, man. I keep on telling them DOD, you know, <laughs> five day electro or something. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Well, they're either killing the pedals or they're killing themselves. I, I mean, it's it is, but... <laughs> or they're cats. I don't know. <laughs> or everybody needs a maraca. Something. <laughs> hey if it's you know if if it's gonna be a guitar pedal i can double as a tambourine or a cowbell you know oh yeah that's freaking great yeah, i will take it you know a door stop paperweight it's kind of they, they a lot of uses you know i got so many empty guitar pedals on my desk right now i don't even play guitar but they're great that's paperweights <laughs> yeah that's so good yeah or else this paper would all blow away i know or god I, I use the fan all the time it's ridiculous <laughs> Well, this has been awesome. I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to, or we got a chance to reconnect. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Anytime, dude. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Behind the Backline, brought to you by Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. You can find Octave Media at www.octave.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play Music to learn more about great products and companies in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space. And be sure to leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Hey guys, Matt here from Behind the Backline. I recently released a free on-demand training called Three Steps to Drumming Up More Website Sales. During the nine-minute video, you'll learn the secrets to streamline your brand's image and dramatically increase your website sales. If you're a music brand or a retailer and you want to increase your website sales, go to octave.media slash drumoffer today. That's octave.media slash drumoffer. And thanks for listening to Behind the Backline.